Yo, welcome to Voice Acting Up, a podcast where I interview working voice actors who are working their way up. I'm Sean Rohani, and if you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate it, share it, and subscribe. I'm told these are good things, but you know what's better? Getting to share part two of my chat with the multi-talented Brittany Cox with you. So what are we waiting for? Thank you. So as far as roles, first of all, are there any types of roles that you tend to be cast more for? Mm -hmm. And also, are there any types of roles that maybe you haven't been cast for, but that you would love to do? Oh, yeah. So I I typically get cast as either a warrior princess, like video games. That's that's pretty normal for me. Um, Tough, scrappy, young girl or like skater chick, big sister, kind of cool rough around the edges, those types of things. Right. Um, what I would love to do is be a DC supervillain. Like, <laughs> I like I don't know. I've always wanted to be a villain, like one of those like too cool for school, like mm-hmm. I'll kill you kind of thing. I don't know. Totally. Like, I, I think that'd be so fun because I usually am like the, the knight or someone who's like really uh, the good guy. Um, right. But I think playing a villain would be so fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all fun. But yeah, it, I don't, I'm don't. i the same way. I love playing the villains. And, and when I get opportunities to audition for villains, it's mm-hmm. like it's a different melody. You know, mm-hmm. it's a different there's a lot of juice to to the positive, the hero characters, but it's a lot more subtle. And you have to try to figure it out. Sometimes with the villains, like there's no subtlety. You can just go straight for it. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so fun and finding the joy in the evil, whether it's like they're good at being evil or not. It's just they they, there's this joy about it. And it's so different from real life. And that's so intriguing and kind of fun. And I mean, God, I I love in workshops and stuff watching you do villains or crazy kooky characters, because I'm always like, that looks like so much fun. (laughs) <laughs> I'm always so impressed by that because I'm like I'm very like straight laced and like I'm like still working on loosening up and being kooky mm. and bizarre and I just am always so impressed by that. That's very kind of you. Uh, honestly, for me, I mean, like I said, it seems both of us, we didn't start out at all as actors. Mm-hmm. I never did any theater in high school or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I probably would have liked to, but I was too shy to do it at the time. Yeah. Um, but even I rarely do on camera stuff, but uh it's definitely a lot harder for me to let loose when I have to worry about memorizing lines or, or when the camera's on me, when I'm the character, right. you know? Um, but for some reason, even if you're being watched by a bunch of people in a workshop, like I used to have tremendous stage fright, but that doesn't give me any stage fright because I'm just looking at the script, mm-hmm. you know, and everything else kind of zones out. You're in a room by yourself and it's wonderful. I, you know, I will tell you for uh, Nancy Drew, and this was so weird. I, you know, we're used to being in a booth. No one else is there except maybe other actors if we're doing ensemble stuff. Right. But I had, they had a camera crew um, shooting behind the scenes. It was so weird. I freaked out. I was like, <laughs> what, what am I looking like? Oh my God. What can I, <sighs> like, I had to be like, calm down, girl. It's fine. Just do what you do. It's fine. It was so weird. I, I felt like I was invaded. It's like, oh, get out. I'm in the shower. Get out of here. No. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I had a, I, I took a workshop somewhere where they were just starting to do some voiceover and they were trying to figure it out. They didn't have like a full out studio like, you know, Atlas Oceanic. Yeah, um, yeah. 
So it, it was a learning curve and they were super nice and it was a great experience. But the way they had it set up was they had like the engineer in the booth with you adjusting Ooh. the controls <laughs> and it took some adjusting because i would like do a read and then i'd hear right next to me like oh that was great read like i'm like oh you're not used to that person but <laughs> like, Who, who's talking <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so anyways you mentioned that that your husband ended up going into what he does now which is composing and and he's a sound engineer and whatnot um yeah. Obviously, right now, that's especially helpful to have the experience with Source Connect and things like that. But how long have you been able to familiarize yourself with all of that? Yeah, so it actually worked out really great. When we moved here from Seattle, I still have my Seattle agent. And um, I have a lot of clients. Like I work with Amazon and Microsoft on a pretty regular basis doing like internal stuff. And so we've been using Source Connect for years and knew that when we moved down here that we would need to be familiar with that because I didn't want to lose my Seattle clients because at the right. time that was like the only money <laughs> we right. had coming in. So we already had a good home setup and things like that. Uh, so with this you know, quarantine and stay at home stuff, that wasn't a big adjustment. The biggest adjustment now is us working in the same space. So like my husband can't record a soundtrack for something at the same time I'm in a session for a video game because we're doing it. We do it in the same space. It's not like right. I'm going to the studio now. So that's been an adjustment having to, yeah. we have to be very like, okay, here's the schedule. Here's when so-and-so is doing this, 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 right. But yeah, it, you know, and I feel so bad for everybody else who didn't have a home studio. I had always assumed everyone had a home studio. Cause I was like, mm -hmm. you know, coming from Seattle and North Carolina, I'm like, everyone's ahead of me. I'm so far behind. And I didn't even think that having a home studio wasn't the norm. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, having to be under that pressure of being like, oh, we still have to work. We still have to do this. I don't have any of these things. And there's a pandemic going on. What do I do? Right. I just, ugh, it, it's just hard with all the anxiety yeah. and the feelings. It's great that you got a head start on that. So you don't have that anxiety but it's still yeah. a challenge you know like you said you have to schedule with your husband to mm -hmm. make sure everybody can still work has that been easy to to balance or have there been times where like things are just last second and yeah i mean there have been times where i'm like babe i know you're in the middle of editing a piece of music but i just got a call and this session needs us to do pickups like now that has been a challenge, but we work really well together because we've been working together for years doing demos and stuff. So we are really good about understanding and, you know, mm -hmm. we'll work through it. Right. Have you, for Source Connect, one of the things that I always hear is you have to be connected to Ethernet. Uh, and then I, I have some actor friends who say, if you just have a solid wireless, you, you'll be fine. But where do you stand with all of that? So everybody, I mean, everyone's, just like with recording, everyone's space is different. Everything is different. We use mm -hmm. Wi-Fi. We don't mm -hmm. use an Ethernet cable um, just because of our setup and the way our apartment is laid out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and we've been using it for years and, you know, it, glitches every so often but i've never had a call drop or anything crazy mm -hmm. it's been fine for us but we we have you know the highest internet wi-fi right. thing we can get and so sure. i think that helps okay well that's good to know uh and is there any in terms of marketing what sorts of things have you done you know to just to try to procure more work yeah so um what i did is uh and this was kind of my goal for the year and 
with the pandemic and stuff, I just it lit a fire under me to do it a mm-hmm. little faster. Um, is I made an animation demo. Um, mm-hmm. I had a speed reel, which was just like 30 seconds of me doing all the characters that I do. So I actually finally put together an actual animation reel with sound effects and all the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that actually was great because it got me called in for some new stuff, which was really cool. Nice. Um, is that the one that's on your website right now? Because I checked it out today and I was like, this is awesome. The animation yeah. demo is really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, yeah, so I, I just did that. And it was cool because because of Van and stuff, there are certain casting directors who are cool with you reaching out and following up. So I like emailed it out to them and checked in on everybody. So that was cool. And other than that, for me, marketing wise, I haven't been like, hey, look at my stuff, look at my stuff. It's been more of a like, hey, I'm checking in. Are you okay? By the right. way, I have a home studio. <laughs> That's kind <laughs> yeah. of been what it, it's like. I've worded it so it's like, you know, I'm doing well too. I'm so happy I have a home studio. So things haven't right. changed too much. I hope you're well. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of been my marketing strategy. I mean, that's an important difference. It's, you'd be surprised how many people leave out the, I hope you're doing well part, you yeah. know, like, especially now it's, it's nice to check in with people as human beings before getting to the nitty gritty of the, the business. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, especially now. And it's, it's the responses I've been getting from, from certain directors and casting directors and stuff has been like, Oh, thanks for checking. Yeah, it's really hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're doing okay, you know. And so I, I think it's good to to remember we're all humans, and it's good to connect as humans and check in. Totally, like what we're doing. Exactly. I know this is so. And again, speaking of the inner critic, this podcast was one of those things where my inner critic was like, "Ah, just no. Why would you do that? Blah blah blah." And I said, "Well." I had to argue with myself and say, well, why not? I have a mm-hmm. bunch of talented actor friends that I can't see in person now. It would be lovely to chat with them and check in with everybody and just learn yeah. from everybody. People have been saying some really nice stuff. And again, mm-hmm. you can't predict how everything's going to go. Sometimes you just got to take a leap of faith. Absolutely. And, uh, and it's not going anywhere. I mean, the great thing about podcasts is they're around. So like, even if people aren't listening right at this moment, they're going to find it and that people are going to listen you know yeah and again thank you to amazing friends such as yourself to to hop on because the fact that you guys know what you're talking about and and people will listen to you guys regardless Mm -hmm. of whether or not they care about me so um (laughs) kind of related to marketing one thing that i've heard on another podcast was from a voice actor saying it's a common misconception that the successful voice actors rely on their agents to get them all their work and Mm -hmm. agents work really hard but you have to also be able to find your own work and whatnot. So I've been trying to get better about that. But mm-hmm. what percentage of your work would you say is from your agent versus you finding the work and setting it all up? Yeah, I mean, mine's about half and half. Mm-hmm. So I have a agent in Seattle and then I'm with Abrams here or A3 now. I keep forgetting that they changed the name. <laughs> I'm like, Abrams, A3. what do I write? Uh, Yeah. And so mine's been about half and half and it's been so great because I've had crappy agents. Like Mm -hmm. they've been terrible. (laughs) And so I'm so thankful to have good agents. But what I learned from working with those not great ones is that it really (laughs) is a relationship and you need to put in just as much work as your agent is putting in because there's only Mm -hmm. so much they can do. There's only so many people that they reach out to. And this business is all about relationships. Um, Animation, Mm -hmm. all about relationships. Like you could be the best voice talent in the room, but if you're not a nice person 
or like you give off a weird vibe in the room, they're probably not going to hire you right? because it's all about who do we want to work with? Who do we want to be around as humans? Because we spend so much time together. And so working with my agents, if they see how hard I'm working, I have found in my experience that that pushes them to work just as hard for me as well. Cause they're like, Oh, she really cares about this career. She's really investing in it. Mm-hmm. So we want to as well. And look, she's getting success on her own. We want a piece of that pie. So right. something's working. So we need to capitalize on that. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, for, um, I know everybody has different opinions about this, but for, um, a big video game that I have, that's coming out, I booked through a relationship, but I brought Abrams in on it because I was like, I want you guys to see what I'm capable of doing, which ended up leading me to getting Nancy. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's cool. I, I love, I think having that mindset shift from, oh, the doors will open and the gates of heaven will be available to me once I get that agent. It's like, it helps, but mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing as well. Right. You know, totally. So you mentioned that, you know, it helps to show your agents how hard you're working and that'll motivate them to work hard for you as well. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you've done to show them how hard you're working? Yeah. Obviously booking things on your own and letting them know about it. Yeah. Um, I also, like when I take van workshops, I let them know who I worked with and it's like, hey, here's the feedback they gave me. Here's what resonated with them for me. Like, for example, I took a workshop a couple months ago with Wes Leeson. And so I reached out to my agents and I was like, hey, I just took a workshop with Wes. He really likes my boy voices and feels like I have a lot of range in that. And so then I started getting boy characters hmm. auditions. So it, it, it kind of lets them know how casting directors are feeling about me specifically so they can target what auditions they send my way. Right. And then what else? Oh, um. If I go to, like, if I meet somebody casually or if I see an audition that they haven't gotten, I'm like, hey, did you guys get this audition from this casting director? And they're like, no, we haven't. It lets them know, hey, they're not getting auditions from certain casting directors. They should find out why because they're Mm -hmm. potentially losing work as well. Right. Um, did that answer your question? Oh yeah, that's plenty. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. I, I try to do some of the same things and yeah. I, I think it helps. Um, I was wondering, cause I actually remember taking a workshop a year and a half ago where James Murray was one of the special instructors. Yeah. And, and then recently there was that, was it on backstage? There was an interview with him, you know, post pandemic and, yep. and it Love reaffirmed <laughs> yeah how much of just a great guy and hard worker he is so what are some things since being with abrams or a3 that have shown you the difference between working with them versus not so great agents oh my gosh <laughs> i love them the entire team is so wonderful like james Brittany, emily matt and all the assistants like everyone is so great they have the thing I love about them is they have an open door policy. So before we all had to be working from home, if you would, um, you could record auditions from home or you could go into their booth and record auditions, Mm -hmm. but they all work with their doors open and you can just pop in and say, Hey, just wanted to say, hi, how's it going? And they ask you about your life. They care about who you are as a person and what's going on with you as a person, not just, Oh, I saw you book that thing. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, James has been really cool about like, um, we have catch ups and talk on the phone or go out for coffee when we can do that um, right. and just catch up and see how we're doing. And it's really about a personal relationship and not just, 
here's auditions, go, don't talk to me unless you book something. Right. You know, I've never jived with that because I don't want to bring work to people who don't care about me. Mm-hmm. That's where I am in my career. I want people who right. actually care about me and want the best for me. And I am so thankful to have found that with them. Mm-hmm. And that if I have concerns about something like, hey, I feel like I'm not getting these types of auditions, they're open to that and we can talk about it and see what's mm-hmm. going on. If it's something I need to be doing or if it's they didn't know I could do that. It's great. Yeah, it makes... Could, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and you're with Vox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, yeah. How has that been? I hear so many great things about them. Yeah, I love them. And again, like you were saying, it's so important to make sure you're with somebody that respects you and appreciates your work. Mm-hmm. The reason I ended up going with Vox was because Alyssa Gentile was... Um, was over at Vox at the time and she saw me at a workshop and was like a huge fan of what I did. And it just meant so much to to be so praised by such a great agent, you know? And I was a little bit worried because not too long afterwards, she ended up taking a job uh, at Riot Games, right. which was a, a great opportunity <laughs> great for her. Great connection for you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and I'm super excited for her with that, and she's been killing it since. But I was worried that, okay, well, I went with Vox because they were big fans of me, and my big fan that I was able to wow is no longer there. So I would hate to have to prove myself again. But I got a chance to have a lunch with Michaela and we chatted for a while and she was super nice and helpful and knowledgeable. And and again, like had an open door policy. I've, I've never felt like I couldn't talk to her about anything. Mm -hmm. There are times where I'll feel like I don't want to ask her to take a look at this audition. She probably gets that all the time from every other actor but and i'll let her know like is it okay and she says look send me every single audition you want i love doing that and seeing if i can help out with that which is a great quality to have in an agent oh for sure i mean i the thing i love about james is you know because i'm as a human i am very communicative like Mm -hmm. sometimes over communicative and i was like james (laughs) just let me know if i'm annoying and he's like yeah oh no I will let you know when you're annoying. You haven't reached that yet. And I was like, okay, good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm the same too. Like, you don't have to sugarcoat anything with me. You can let me know if I'm being annoying or whatever. Just don't let me think I'm being annoying (laughs) without confirming it. No, no, for sure. I like coming from the East Coast, I have a very direct thing. So I'm like, if if something's not working, just tell me. It's not going to kill me. Mm. I just need to fix it. If it's not working, just tell me. Exactly. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for all adults totally. here. Yeah, and that'll save time and speed up the process of booking more work with them. You know, oh, for it can sure. only help everybody. It involved. helps everybody. Yeah, because we're mm-hmm. all in it together. Definitely. Um, have you you know had a chance to chat with other people? One of the things about the pandemic that has actually been a silver lining is, in some ways, it's brought people closer together. Because mm-hmm. I have friends that, you know, maybe once in a blue moon I text or whatever, and I have one living in New York. And once this happened, I reached out to him and we ended up FaceTiming for 45 minutes and I felt closer to him than I had before this whole thing. Yeah. So it's been helpful to check in with people. Have you been able to do that? Yeah. No, it's been it's been really nice because I mean, I like I'll text my friends in New York or North Carolina or wherever. But since the pandemic, it's definitely been more of a like, no, let's talk on the phone for a while. Let's Mm -hmm. make some time. I want to check in like once a week because I know, you know you're living by yourself. You just have your cat. Like that's hard. 
And I think it's, especially with the voiceover community, like my friends in VO here in LA, I think we get so distracted by like seeing each other in workshops and seeing each other, passing each other in sessions and things that it's like, oh no, that doesn't count as hanging out. (laughs) That doesn't count as like saying hi and getting a coffee or whatever. So this has been, it's been really nice. And so I'm glad, I'm really glad that we got to connect and, um, like actually chat as humans. <laughs> I know. It's such a treat. And um, I'm glad I was able to piggyback off of the pandemic to <laughs> to ask you to do this. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once it's over, I would still love to chat. Maybe we can check in again at a later date once you've kicked some more butt and chat about that. <laughs> and you've kicked some more butt with your NDA <laughs> projects. I can't oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, I don't know what they are. I have no I I can't even begin to guess, but I'm really excited to hear about them. <laughs> Thank you. Some of them were so long ago, I don't even remember See, what they are. That's, but... <laughs> that's the hard thing about working in animation and video games. It's like you record something and then it comes out and you're like, what did I do for this? Oh, exactly. oh yeah. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I remember that. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> That even happened with, you know, that even happened with Final Fantasy. Mm. It's It wasn't that long ago. I, I had a few sessions, I think starting in August of last year over the next couple months but yeah it's nice to you know life goes on after you're done with those sessions so when they finally come out and you're allowed to talk about it it's nice to to be able to do that and get some love and see how people respond to it yeah especially when they're cool projects like people know about Mm -hmm. then it's like oh this feels so cool to share and you know i've had this secret for so long like the nancy thing i thought i was gonna die i was like (laughs) i need to talk about it oh. <laughs> finally my parents understand what i do exactly oh <laughs> there's a like i've been working but i never realized how broke people outside of voiceover thought i was until this pandemic i've had a, a number of people check in be like how are you doing are you okay with money this that i'm like i'm i'm still working <laughs> We're, i'm good um yeah, it's, it's fine <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's so funny. Uh, It's like either people think we make a ton of money, which I wish we did, um, (laughs) or that we make no money. It's like there's no in between. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes even if you worked on stuff like... If they they're not familiar with the industry, it's just words to them. So like with with the Final Fantasy and with Nancy Drew, it's nice to have actual footage that you Mm -hmm. can show people of what's going on. Mm -hmm. That's been a lot of fun to show. No, but for yeah. Sure. So, are you the first actor in your whole family? Is there anybody else in your background that understands your language? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so my my uh, yeah, my mom is a criminal defense attorney. Oh wow! My dad works for the state in radiation protection. Cool. My stepmom works in the dental uh, field. Mm-hmm. Um, in accounting and bookkeeping. My grandparents were farmers and were teachers. So like, no, <laughs> I, I, you know, um, I, I don't think my parents, you know, they do the thing that a lot of parents do because um, they care and they're like, what's your backup mm-hmm. plan? What's your real job? What's your, right. you know, what are you doing to make money when you're not auditioning? And that's been interesting. But I think now, like since Nancy came out, because they're like, oh, I know who Nancy Drew is because, you know, it's um, a book series from the 50s. You know, she's been around a a character that's been around for a long time. They're like, oh, that's what you do. And they just heard my Sonic (laughs) commercial. So they're like, oh, I get it now. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. So it's it's been interesting over the years to kind of uh, explain and 
walk them through like, it's okay, I can still work from home. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Acting yeah. is a real job. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's I, I'm in the I'm in a similar boat. Like like for a a Disney audition, let yeah. let's say that didn't have an NDA. My mom, if she heard that I auditioned, she'll get so excited. And I'll be like, I I haven't booked anything. Like it's not. And then like once I actually book something and I talk about it, like my dad is, he was an engineer. His this is a totally foreign mm -hmm. world to him, so he's not sure when to be excited about stuff. <laughs> right. Well, and I I've my dad's gotten really cute because he'll um he gets really excited about projects and like he's like my daughter's an now that he gets it and <laughs> right. so i can't tell him about things that are under nda because he will tell everyone he knows in north carolina yeah. everyone so I've, <laughs> I've had to be very careful about like dropping anything around him <laughs> yeah i i mean you don't mess around with the ndas there oh was a, a game i did uh just cause four and my agent reached out to me and he's like did you tell anybody you worked on this and i said no i haven't told anybody about mm -hmm. it at all and he's like well apparently there's been a leak because the game wasn't out yet he's like there was a leak at a walmart in calgary how <laughs> and, and that could have ruined everything but yeah. like how did not only could it have ruined everything but the fact that they were able to find out so quickly from such mm -hmm. a random location it's Whoever they have finding this stuff out needs to work for our government. <laughs> oh my God, for, for real. Like I, some yeah. of, I, I'm working on a project right now. The NDA, no joke, was eight pages. Wow. Eight pages. And so I'm like, oh my God, I will never talk about this ever. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to take pictures of me recording in the studio. I'm like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I've noticed this too um, with fans and stuff. They are fanatic about finding out what projects you're working on that you can't talk about yet. I can't even right. like things of stuff mm -hmm. that have come out because they're like, "Did you? Are you working on this project? That's your voice." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "No, that's actually not my voice. Thank you. That is not." Uh, there, there was a thing going around about um, Persona Five. Some fans were like, "This is you, right? It's you. Wink, wink. You can't talk about it, but mm -hmm. it's you, right?" And I'm like, "It's actually not me. Thank you, but it's <laughs> yeah. so yeah. that's been interesting." <laughs> Yeah, you know, especially with video games, fans of video games should consider going into like forensics and interrogation. Right? Like, they're they amazing. don't mess around. Like they look at, they're like, they were here on this day recording this thing. Like they yeah. could solve all the crimes. Like, did you see that that um, Don't Fuck With Cats documentary? I haven't seen it, but I've heard so much about it. Yeah, I need to see it. Oh my gosh. It's, I didn't know what I was getting into when I watched it, but it's these people who are really, who just, are normal people who like crime documentaries and like being on the internet and they solve a crime just being online. Wow. Video game fans, I feel like are the same way. Like they yes. should absolutely be doing these things. And then we would have no issues. Like they would solve all the crimes and <laughs> we would win. Like I would want to be yeah, a part of that we wouldn't movement. get fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <that's> true. <laughs> yeah. It's a... Uh... <laughs> I feel like their houses probably look like Winona's character in Stranger Things. Yes. Like just <laughs> everything connects. <laughs> oh my God. It'd be amazing. I'm, my across the hall neighbors, um, they have like a wall of just computer monitors. So I'm so curious. <laughs> and they're very to themselves. Um, mm -hmm. Like I know most of my neighbors, but they, those guys are very to themselves. So I'm like, what are they doing? Are they crime people? Like, are they saw, are they hacking things? Like, I just, ha mm -hmm. I it just fascinates me. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, a, I mean, it's a, there's a, and it can be helpful even for acting. Like, even if your intent wasn't 
to help.、Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing if you know for looping. Okay, it would be good if I knew EMT terminology. So I'm going to learn about what EMTs do to help with that.、Yeah. But like I've had, you know, I was fortunate enough to study abroad in Spain,、mm. and I learned Spanish. And at the time, I was like, I didn't know I was going to be a voice actor. And then years later, I ended up booking a Spanish-speaking commercial、oh. um, voiceover, and I never would have been able to do that if I didn't go on that experience. But I didn't do that experience with the intent of helping my acting. No,、know? it's so interesting. I mean, like、um, I worked when I was in Seattle. I managed a bagel cafe called El Tana, and I was there for like five years. And、um, mm-hmm. we were across the street from a、um, the Seattle Police Department, one of their main hubs. And a lot of my regulars were vice detectives, and so I became、oh, really、wow. good friends with them. Then I started seeing them undercover throughout、mm. the city, and it was so cool. It was so, and <laughs> I felt like I was a part of it. And they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you should come out with us sometime." And I was working on a.、Um, they had offered to let me do a ride along, but then I moved because、mm. uh, I was、um, producing a. Film where、mm-hmm. I was going to play a police detective. They were like, "Oh, come do a ride along with us." Oh, you want to? I'll give you a ride here. And I, in this <laughs> car that used to be a drug dealer's car that we're taking to the impound, and I'm like,、oh, wow. "Cool, <laughs> okay, great." But I never would have thought that that could help with my acting, like what it's like to be a detective or play a detective or be undercover.、Right. Like, what do these guys actually go through? And Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting. Definitely, there's a. I don't know if you know Ben Schwartz, the actor and improviser. He was on Parks and Rec. He was on a bunch of stuff. He was actually the voice of Randy Cunningham for the show I worked on,、mm. Randy Cunningham, Ninth Grade Ninja. And he was all out in improv at the Upright Citizens Brigade. Yeah. And then it, he got to a point where he was feeling kind of stagnant, and his teacher told him, "He's like, what do you do outside of class?" He's like, and Ben's like, nothing. I. I just go to all these classes. I do a bunch of shows. This is my life. That's why and his teacher's、sad. like, "Well, exactly. Yeah, you need to live your life,、mm-hmm. and that will end up feeding your your material." And it's definitely the case with any form of entertainment, but with voice acting as well. Oh my God! Yeah, I I loved.、Um, I never understood this when my acting professors used to say this, but.、Um, they would say before, if you decided to go to grad school for acting, for example,、mm-hmm. go. Live life first. Like, don't graduate college, then go to grad school. Have life first. See if this is what you actually want to do. Then go to grad school because it'll make you such a better actor. Like, I wouldn't、right. be the actor I am today if I didn't, you know, work in a doggy daycare or work in a、mm-hmm. cafe or work at the North Carolina Supreme Court. Like, I wouldn't be the person I am today without those experiences because they definitely feed my acting. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird. It all it comes is weird.、Together. Exactly. That's why you can't. I mean, you can try to plan as much as you want, but. Again, some of it just has to happen. Yeah. So you just got to put yourself out there. Right now, not physically because we got to be safe. <laughs> no, but you have to stay. <laughs> put yourself out there at home. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> And the other thing about acting, like I love saying I'm a voice actor because I love voice acting. But、mm. the question, what do you do? Automatically forces you to pick a noun, but especially for entertainment, there's so many different things we do. Like you mentioned, you were producing something.、Mm-hmm. You're also a voice actor. Like I also animate. I write.、Yeah. It's not a one job. It's a very fluid kind of profession. Yeah, I mean, you you might focus on one thing, and that's like the thing. But you also do so many other things. Yeah. And I think yeah, it just makes p- humans more interesting to、mm-hmm. to let them say they do these things. But you know. 
They're multidimensional. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like I can sell this interview and make millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but let's hope for yes. Yeah, I'll, I will take I'll get 5%. you a piece of that. <laughs> I was going to offer way more, but Oh, um, my God. I'll take enough. more. I just undersold myself. <laughs> Guys, don't undersell yourself. That is the lesson. That wraps up part two of two with the incredible Brittany Cox. She's super fun and kind and full of great tips like tip number one. Don't expect your agents to find all of your work for you. The more your agents see how hard you're working and booking on your own, the harder they'll work for you. Two, let your agents know what workshops you've taken and more importantly, what notes you've received at those workshops. If a casting director tells you you're skilled at boy voices, your agents will then know to give you auditions for boy roles. And three, have a life outside of voice acting. Brittany and I have both booked work because of life experiences that had nothing to do with voiceover. So have fun, live a little. And on that note, may all you voice actors keep acting up. 